RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right. What's up? Oh, I'm, let me take that call-in number down. I was doing a lot of tests earlier, or at least trying to. All right. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging. And, of course, I have the Stevens lower third up already giving away the game. My name is Tara Devlin. We meet here every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and at Verdant Square Radio as well. We are simulcast on that great liberal radio station so if you're if you're a fan of liberal media and i know <laughs> what the hell we must we, i i don't know i'm starved for actual liberal media holy shit that's probably why i do the show even though i don't know i feel like can't complain you gotta put up or show shut up right i don't know whatever um, but so go and check out Verdant Square Radio and listen to some of their, not all of their great original content. Guys, um, what else? Become a patron. Yeah, yeah. You guys know. It's so annoying. I'm a, I hate myself. Trust me. Don't worry about it. Um, it's tough. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and, well, keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it. You're, you're worth it and live it. Yes. Thank you, Jim. Already, Jim has a super chat. I appreciate that, Jim. I don't even know. One of these days, we will meet in person. And I'm going to th- buy you a super chat. <laughs> I'm going to give you a super chat. So, we're going to have a great guest in as they're all, they're all great guests who come on this show, please. They have to be great. Stephen Chambar. I I'm really looking forward to talking to him, but I'm also kind of jealous. I feel when I was reading up on him and his experience and reading part excerpts from his book and uh, listening to the, his experience emigrating to, from New York to Canada. And in 2016, I was, was kind of feeling sorry for myself, really, because I was like, what the hell? Why didn't I do that? Maybe I'm too old now. They don't want an old battle axe up there. What am I going to do for them? You know, you really... Uh, Whatever. I guess I'm supposed to fight. Um, watching Twitlers. He's got another rally going on right now. It's disgusting. Uh, as I was telling you guys yesterday, for whatever reason, I'm on Twitlers notification list. I, d- I did not hit the notification bell on Donald effing Trump's YouTube page. I tell you, I swear to God. What the hell? So why am I getting notified? This It's baffling. I really... I know how to hit a notification bell. Why would I be getting notified? Do they do that? 
whether you like it or not? Is that something that can happen? I don't ask for his notifications. Trust me. No, and who the hell else would, would sign me up for notifications? I understand how right-wingers, they, they put me on all kinds of lists. Uh, that's par for the course. But how do I get YouTube notifying me, coming up on my phone? That Twitter is having a rally. It is from the Donald J. Trump effing YouTube page, his official page. I didn't sign up for that. And I stopped drinking many years ago. So I know I wasn't drunk. Oh, it's It made me wonder. I don't know. And, you know, others, they can, somebody can sign me up for, to be on a list or something, but they can't sign me up to be notified about Twitler's effing rallies. I don't know, whatever. So, regardless, I was notified that he's speaking. Twitler is speaking. The dumb Fuhrer is speaking. And I can't help myself. I went over to the page and you know why I say it's more it's not li it's not to listen to him it's to really it's to read the comments cuz I study the Trump anzies you know that I am the Jane Goodall of Trump anzie study and one day maybe I'll write a book about it how you uh, how do you approach a Trump anzie I I think the whole um, the conclusion, I, I'll just cut to the chase of the conclusion of the book. It's don't bother with them. They're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but Jane Goodall loved the apes. And I, I would, t and I do too. When I watch Jane Goodall, I see her documentaries. It's very touching. She's a human being. You know, she has compassion. She sees the the humanity, I mean, they're only 99.9% .9 human. I mean, they, we share the 99.9% DNA with the, with the chimps. What does that tell you? Okay? We're not that far off. We have, we're not that evolved. And I already told you the other thing was that I, um, I have a lot of Neanderthal DNA. <laughs> But I th I have a theory about that. There and other um, well anthropologists are and uh, and archaeologists they're discovering more about Neanderthals. They're not they're not the brutes we thought they were. In fact, they were probably decent. That's probably why they got beaten out of existence. They probably opened up their homes and hearth and and hearts to the humans and because they were nice to them they got taken advantage of i bet you that's what happened if we can go back in time so yes i have a lot of neanderthal dna i have more than 99 percent of the population apparently and i would like to find out more about that but that doesn't mean, that means I'm more human, probably. Who knows? But, 
when I was reading the comments of Twitler's rally, oh my God, it fluctuated between lies. They are really hyper-focused. You know what's so bizarre is that they're hyper-focused on Hunter Biden, of course, because they've been spoon-fed this bullshit about Hunter Biden. Yes, Hunter Biden took a job. I mean, that's what happens. This is why we need to regulate capitalism and ensure that the greedy, moneyed interests don't have their greedy, disgusting fingers around our the neck of our body politic. But here's the thing. Have they met Donald Trump Jr.? How about Ivanka? They seem to kind of, they prove my, my theory in general is that rules, the rules are for Democrats. There's no rules for the Republicans. They don't see their own flaws. And these are the same people that read the Bible, you know, right? Supposedly. They're all about the Bible. That's why Twitter stood there with a Bible. He wasn't standing there with a um, Das Kapital, or he wasn't standing there with a with John Locke, or Common Sense. He was standing there with a the Bible because he wanted. Oh, look, me and the Bible. What the hell kind of shit is that? If right out of the pages of some dystopian novel, if you weren't a good writer, nobody would even buy this shit. But so it it fluctuates. So they talk about Hunter Biden a lot now because that's what they've been told to talk about. And they're really buying it hook, line, and sinker. But I guess they don't seem to care. The difference between Hunter Biden and everyone else in the Trump crime family is that Hunter Biden is not going to be an advisor to his father. So... Okay, he got a job, a cushy job that he shouldn't have gotten. He doesn't have the qualifications for. Oh, I don't know the whole situation. This happens all the time with powerful people, including Twitler and his, I mean, himself, Twitler himself. He's not qualified. He's not a successful businessman. So, come on. Take the damn two-by-four out of your own eye. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for hanging out. And also, so I was talking about the Trump NZ rally. And also, they, the, the comments were all about how much they love Trump. They were all vying for who could be the most obsequious Trump 2020 how many emojis flag emojis and heart emojis can they include in one comment without being without seeming too uh, enthusiastic who who is the most who could put the most flag emojis I guess that means you're really you're the most patriotic they're not patriots, so um, I'm done with them. That's what I have concluded in my studies of Trump-anzies.
I'm done with them. And we have to stop coddling them and pretending that they're not a bunch of racists. And they are. They're ruining this country. They're why we wanted, well, why Stephen Shambart left the United States. And I was reading his background, and he is of Jewish descent, and his grandparents were, um, had experiences in the Holocaust, unfortunately, and so they had first-hand knowledge of just how bad it can get. So it's not, and one of the things I read, we'll talk about it when we speak to him in 10 minutes, oh my goodness, is uh, that even if it's 10% as bad as it was in Nazi Germany, it's still bad. And any, any racism is unacceptable. For example, I don't know, did you see what happened to one of our legally uh, arrested, legally (laughs) elected representatives. She had a Zoom rally, not a rally. Wait, hold on, Zoom. Um, She had an online town hall. She's the first African-American congresswoman from Connecticut. Yes, 10 minutes into a virtual town hall. Her name is where's uh, Congresswoman Johanna Hayes. 10 minutes into her first virtual town hall meeting with voters on Monday, Representative Johanna Hayes, Democrat of Connecticut, heard someone on the Zoom broadcast shout a racist slur. The congresswoman's team muted the offending user, and Hayes resumed, telling the attendees about her legislation. Then she was interrupted again. This time, the same slur repeated on a loop set to music. Unbelievable. I, I'm sh- it's shocking. Why do I keep saying unbelievable? It's uh, entirely believable. But it's disgusting. That's who they are. You see what I say all the time, that Republicans, they have no interest in a functioning democracy, that they lack the basic maturity, the intellectual capacity, the basic decency to function in a free democratic society. Who acts like this? Who thinks it's okay to act like this? to call up your representative, and this was a coordinated attack. So, to, then, and they, may, they put some production value into it, putting this racial slur on a loop set to music. That's what they're spending their time doing. Instead of going out and helping people, like their fake Jesus that they f- pretend to worship, instructed them to do or what are they doing oh they're all about birth uh, pro-birth why don't you make a country that is worthy worth being born into you want everybody to have babies then make a country worthy but these aren't human beings 
something is entirely disturbed in them. They're all damaged people. Anybody who's a racist is a damaged person. Anybody, and we, well, we know, they've done studies. Racists are, they have low IQs. They're fear-based. It's, um, it's almost mind-numbingly tedious to deal with them. And this is what we have to deal with. We're dealing with these people as if, oh, they're sincere. They just have sincere political, um, they have, you know, they're, they have a political ideology. They're sincerely um, racist. Why are we pretending that they're capable of functioning in a free democratic society? So it goes on. So with the loop, the racist slur repeated on a loop, and then it went, go pick your cotton. Someone repeatedly copied and pasted into the chat, in all caps, alongside the N-word. This is the productive, this is as, that's as productive as it gets for a fascist republican. And I repeat myself. If this were another time, like that we played on the show yesterday, that guy, that old cracker, 50 years ago I would have dragged you out of that car and hung you by a tree. How are these people making this country anything great? This isn't a great country. And the first step to making a great country is admitting that it isn't a great country. We have so much work to do. If we want it to be a, a great country, we have our work cut out for us. But it starts with stopping to coddle these fascist bastards and their, their racist con man standard bearer. That's what it stops. You know, they talk about with addiction. You know, I know all about it, being in recovery. But the worst thing you could do is enable the addict. You hurt your, you hurt the addict, you hurt the family, and that addict brings everybody down with them. Same thing with these Trump anzies. How do we, this is all of them, I hate to tell you. Because if they're voting for the tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man, they know who he is. They know he's a racist. They're racist. This is a guy, you know, they knew from the first, from the, from the jump, just how he set off his campaign, calling Mexicans rape, race, uh, rapists. And, and, and it, goes, it gets worse from there. But they have to be cool with that. If you're not, um, you don't think you're a racist? I know they all say I'm not racist, but they are. They're, they're with this. This is the kind of behavior. You don't see liberals doing things like that. You don't. Liberals would never do that. Because we're actually out there. We would be, we're doing things. You know, we would be the ones knocking on the doors trying to enlist people to our side, convince them to vote. Unreal. 
All right. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is our regular Saturday meetup. That's why there's the um, audio cues in the show. Because progressive voices, blah, blah, blah. I have to cut the show down for progressive voices. And then they put commercials in it. Because liberals are, um, you know, we don't have big moneyed benefactors like right-wingers. Like, like the fascists do. So, it is what it is. Let me see. Um, what's going on on the Facebook Jim says, I couldn't find you on YouTube just now. Is this Jim from, is that the same Jim? Who's in YouTube right now? Um, hi from Brooklyn, New York. Hello, Anne. Anyone wants to join the rest of our, there's some people in the YouTube chat. That's youtube.com slash C for channel slash RDT Daily Media. So, I'm talking about the Zoom call that was hit, bombarded by a bunch of Republican racists. Yes, I know, I repeat myself. Um, not, you know, they're not out there making the world safe for democracy. This is how they spend their time. Their limited lifespan. You see, we're only here for a short period of time. It's a blink, the blink of an eye, and where that's your life flying by. And this is how they spend their days. They, instead of doing something worthy, life-affirming, something that they would be proud of, maybe they are proud of it. I guess they must, this kind of antic it wows them at the Klan rally. But is this, is this something that, do they really think this is what makes America great? It's fascinating. So go pick your cotton. What? Whenever Hayes' team shut out one person hijacking the town hall with hate speech, another quickly picked up the harassment. So this was a coordinated attack by America's what? By some real proud, good American. The laughing stocks of the world. They're dupes. Morons, idiots, whose racism makes them easy marks. And then they fan out across this country from sea to shining sea, and they use the internet, the window onto the world. They're not there making, uh, you know, educating themselves. They're using it to write, go pick some cotton, N-word, to a legally elected representative of the government of the country they pretend to love. They don't know anything about patriotism. Hence, case in point, here we are. They're not patriots. How many times? This is not an outlier. They all want to do this. All of them. They, would, they think it's funny. How much they've destroyed this country. As long as a big white baboon can 
ride us all to the bank and treat the federal treasury like his own little trust fund and suck on the American people like a parasite sucks on hosts, as long as it's a white guy doing it, these idiots will goose-step right along. They love their dumb Fuhrer. And, you know, when, we'll, when we talk to Steven in a few minutes... It can happen here. Not only can it happen here, it is happening. So eventually, Hayes' staff was able to block all the offending parties and resume the meeting. Can you imagine? You're in a meeting discussing your local community, and these freaks bust in to say, go pick some cotton. They're so ignorant. It's, it's mind-numbing. The Zoom bombing lasted for about six minutes. And Hayes wrote a post, a Medium post, recounting the experience. I am tired and com- I am completely and utterly tired, Hayes wrote. Uh, me too. I'm not okay that this happened. This is not the first time it's happened in my life and then, or that I've had to explain that this happens. Unbelievable. All right, well, let's, let's um, try to get Sean here. Oh, I mean, Stephen, excuse me. My brother's name is Sean, and I'm looking at a text from him. <laughs> My brother's, yes, Sean, S-E-A-N. It means John in Gaelic, all right? That was my father's name, John. Now you're knowing all about me. All right, this is going to be... Okay, yes, he's texting me. Hold on. I have to... Loop him in. Let's hope it works. Okay. Let's see. Can we see you, Steve? Uh, hello? Ah. Let me try again. Hello? All right. Hold on. Can you hear me? Hold on. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> Why is it not working? Can you hear me? All right. Can you hear me? I can't hear yeah. you. Wait. I don't hear you. What the hell? Let me see. Yeah, I don't hear you. You're Do you hear me now? I hear you now. Yeah. All right. That's All right, good. sorry about that. No, that was no, my no. fault. That's sorry. okay. That's okay. We're doing it live, so this is what happens. And ah. trust me, the viewers of this show understand that uh, <laughs> they have to deal with a lot of technical difficulties. <laughs> so they're uh-huh. all hats, really. So thank you for for uh, joining me on the show. I'm really interested in your story. In fact, I was telling everybody how 
jealous I am, to tell you the truth, <laughs> that you uh, that you did it. Because I keep talking about it, and every week, every time I do a show, I'm <laughs> like, I, I scream at my grandmother from beyond, and I, <laughs> I ask her why. Why the hell did you ever leave Ireland, Granny? And <laughs> yeah, so you did it. Also, so Stephen, yeah, thank you so much, Stephen Shanebart, PhD. Well, you have something to offer the Canadians. You're a you're a PhD, <laughs> so they probably that was that could have helped, right? So yeah, you wrote yeah. a book in 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 uh, when uh, Twitler was elected, despite receiving fewer votes. You, right. uh, you did it. You went on the Canadian. I mean, the the Canadian website, the immigration website, crashed the night crashed. of the, of the twenty sixteen election. But right from tra traffic <laughs> from the United States, internet traffic from the U.S. Yeah. So tell me what what happened. Tell me your story. Thank you. Well, <laughs> my my short. I have a longer answer, but my you short can go, answer. Go. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. I just want to start with my shorter answer and then elaborate. But when people say, well, why did you do that? Like, especially here, I say, I moved to Canada because a mentally ill and cruel man took power in my country. And even worse, the people chose him, right. at least enough of the people. So, yeah. Um, so you want to know yes. the whole story? Well, uh, yeah, I guess just give a background for the, the viewers who are listening now and watching okay. now. So. Sure. Yeah. sure. Well, I am a native New Yorker. I'm born in Manhattan and I've lived my whole life up until January of 2020 in New York, mm. Manhattan, mm -hmm. the Bronx, Long Island, and the last 20 years in Brooklyn. And uh, in 2016, I thought to myself, I was one of the relatively few New Yorkers who thought this guy has a chance of winning. It's not impossible. Mm -hmm. uh, because in New York City, it's pretty much a bubble, and uh, nobody, I, know very, I knew very few people that liked him, and, and I knew, I think, no one that thought he had a chance. But New York City is not the whole United States. Yeah. So I said, you know, it probably won't happen, but it definitely could happen. Even, even the New York Times said, I, I think at the lowest point, they said he has a 9% chance of winning. Oh, and I thought, yeah. well, that's not zero. If someone said, the doctor said, do you have a 9% uh, when the test results come back of having deadly cancer? Would you be like, great, nothing bad could happen to me. It's still 9%, you know? Right. So uh, that 9% came true. And uh, so I decided. Wait, hold on one myself, second, Stephen. Sorry. We have the music cue. We'll, we'll be right back with Stephen Chambart. I actually did it, becoming a Canadian because of Trump. All right, we're back. That's how it works. <laughs> I have to cut <laughs> a cue for progressive voices, so that's our cue and blah blah blah. So okay. that's what okay. if you hear the music coming up, then yeah. Yeah. you know, just wrap it up, but we'll be right back. So you we have another right. ten minutes now. Okay. Sorry. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. okay. So I decided uh, if he is elected that I would seriously consider I would look into the possibility of whether I could become Canadian. I didn't even know if it was, I had a shot at or what's involved. Um, and then, but then I spoke to my sister the night of the election as it was clear he was going to become the president. And uh, she and I are close. And I thought, can I really do this? Because I wasn't going to contemplate it seriously unless it happened. And I have a 15 year old son in Brooklyn and it's not a simple decision. And 
I had talked with her for a while. We both were horrified. And she said, because she knows me, she said, I think you've already made up your mind. You just haven't admitted it right. to yourself. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so she was right. And then I called a shortly thereafter a Canadian immigration lawyer. And I said, do I have a shot at this? Because, And they said, in your case, you, you do. Because uh, my, I have a PhD, they like, and they have certain criteria. And the program that I went through is called Express Entry. There are other programs that will allow you to get to be Canadian, but that's a popular one, the one I did. And then they look at things like your education level, your ability to speak English or French. They like your age in terms of being younger, which worked against me because I... I was in my, I'm in my 50s. And so if I was 25, it would have been very easy for me. But they said, in your case, you have everything, but you're going to need one year of work experience in Canada because you, they give you points for if you have worked in Canada. So then I had to start looking for a job in Canada. And I'm a psychologist. So it was really an enormous undertaking because... I couldn't, I couldn't just pick, pick up and start moving and, and working, working there. I had, I had to become, become licensed as a psychologist in Canada, Canada like, uh, like doctors or nurses. nurses. So, so that, that took a year in a very bureaucratic process to become licensed in Canada, even though I had, I had been working 20 years as a psychologist in Canada. And then I could, after that one year, I could start working for the one year that was required. So I worked part-time in Toronto. And, and I, I kept, kept my practice, practice private practice in Manhattan, and I went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and, back and, forth, and, and I never wanted to see, well, I guess I kind of got, got my wish of COVID to see a plane again. Right. And, and then, then after two years, years, then I submitted my application, application and, that and that took almost a year for them to process. So that's three years from November 2016, and in November 2019, I became a Canadian permanent resident, which is like a green card. It's basically a citizen almost all rights to citizen and a year and a half I'll be a full citizen. Wow. So. That's great. Yeah. Congratulations. Wow. I, I mean he can he might win again. So that's yeah. why I'm uh I mean I was shocked as too cuz on uh when he won despite receiving fewer votes of course but mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and I yeah. was one of those people that crashed the website of the oh really <laughs> yeah. oh. because my parents uh, my grandparents were from ireland so i yeah. could get irish citizenship so I'm, al I'm always talking about getting my irish citizenship and just getting the hell out of here but the whole thing is you know i have my whole family here and yeah i i just don't oh, do it I think yeah. that's what kept a lot of people from from actually doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, and yeah. it's like you were saying, it's so um, disturbing. Because right before we were uh, we started talking, the I was talking about listening to Twitler's rally today and watching the the people uh, listening, yeah. looking at yeah. their comments and. Yeah. It's frightening because so, you, I yeah. was reading your background. So your family had, they yeah. came, they were in the Holocaust. Am I correct? Right. That's correct. On my father's side, my father and my father's father was killed in Auschwitz. And I have other relatives that uh, fled and hid and, and things like that. So, yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and like you said, if it's, it's not a hundred percent like 
Right. Uh, of course. Not. Yeah. Right. Like Nazi Germany, <laughs> but if it's even ten percent as bad, it's uh, that's right. Yeah. Bad enough. It's bad, bad enough. enough. Absolutely. Right. Because I was and, I was just reading. Yeah. Um, we were talking about one of the uh, the first African American representative from Connecticut who she was doing a town hall, a virtual town hall, and she was zoom bombed with all these racists. Yes, I read about that. Incredible. Would that ever happen in Canada? I know they're not perfect in Canada, but, and there's a lot of racism. They, they also uh, have a racist history. (laughs) They do. They have a big racist history, particularly against their uh, indigenous people. Mm -hmm. They broke up families and they, uh, separate them and all kinds of things. They sent them off to boarding school and they're uh, kind of de- trying to deal with that now. So, right. yeah, they're not either, but uh, I think uh, overall their racism is less pronounced. Slavery, although it was legal in Canada, it never really became as widespread as it did in the United States. But even in the United right. States, right, it became very widespread in, in the northern states, in the blue states. It was right. more of a southern kind right. of thing. So Canada's more like I guess more similar to the blue states in that way, and that it, it was legal for a while, but it never really economically made sense. It never became right. widespread. But they have their problems too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at least they yeah. recognize it, and they're human I, enough to want to deal with it. I exactly. I, that's what one of the things about this country. I, I mean, I don't often um, quote Hitler, but he <laughs> well, <that's laughs> he said, I know. But one of the things he said is that democracy would never work in the United States because they're too racist. And I, I always think of that, that if we don't deal with our racist history, it won't work. It's, do you know something a little aside? I read that Hitler got a lot of his ideas about how to implement racist policies in Germany from studying the Southern United States and the rules they had about what defines a human and who's considered not and he he based it on what was done in the U.S. Yes, uh, the Jim Crow not, laws. Yep, exactly. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. That was his inspiration. Yes. So. Well, I, and I often think about the the uh, you know our our fathers, our ancestors fought in World War II, and then our African American brothers and sisters they fought too, and came home to a Jim mm-hmm. Crow racist, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the syst- systemic racist Science. laws, yeah. Right. And my father right. tell, told me a story because um, I live in New York, so. And I my, know. Yeah. You're, you're Queens, right? Yeah, I'm in Queens. Can I say? I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but uh, yeah. I, I'm you know from New York, and I'm so glad to be talking with somebody who speaks English properly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Not a boot. <laughs> No boot. <laughs> right, and also the, the you know the hint of the New York accent. It's delightful, and I feel like okay, finally somebody's speaking normal. Right, so. someone normal around here. No, it's good. I know what you mean though, because I was reading all your. I was reading excerpts from your book, and then I was reading oh. your whole back. I mean, it's it's interesting to me, and I also mm. it made me sad. I have to say, it just made me feel bad for myself. Not sad for you. I was happy for you, yeah. and also yeah. when with your son. Of course. Yeah. You have a child. Yes. You got. You have yeah. to protect him. So. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a lot of people don't understand. They think I just went and abandoned my family and that was it. But, and and of course I feel very badly about that. But uh, two things. One is, 
I thought of his long-term future. I thought he, I'll sponsor him. He'll become a dual citizen. So he'll have options if that 10% kicks in that we were talking about earlier and it goes in a bad direction, I will be protecting him and, and future right. generations. Right, of my family. absolutely. And the second thing is we have this plan to see each other every other weekend because I planned, this was all planned before COVID. Mm. He would come up once a month for a weekend and I would go to New York once a weekend. So I'd see him every other weekend. But the pandemic and the shutdown oh, and everything, right. that was completely unexpected. And I went five months without seeing him. And that's probably, no, that not probably, that's the hardest part of this mm -hmm, whole thing. Hopefully mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that will be much longer, I can right. only hope. Right. Well, you yeah. have options. You, and he has options now. He could right. get the hell exactly. out. I mean, and you didn't give up right. your American citizenship. No, that's not at all. Not at all. I have my, my absentee ballot right here. That's and good. And it's not not a very hard choice to decide who to vote I for. I know, for which not. is, oh my God, that's another uh, real bane of my existence. Listening to the undecided voters, we, I mean, we eviscerate him, <laughs> on, uh, them on the show. But uh, what right. I was going to say about my father, when he was in the service, he, w he was in Korea, but he, you know, he uh, served in, uh, he's from New York and New Jersey, so he never really had reason to go sit down south but he said that <coughs> when he had to go somewhere down south whatever he got on the bus and when they <coughs> crossed the mason dixon line so he was with in yeah. his uniform with other soldiers they yeah. had the black soldiers were made to get up and go to the back of the bus and uh -huh. my father was like it, it would he, he couldn't believe it because you hear it and then when you experience it, it's just so yeah. disgusting and dehumanizing. Yeah. So how do, of course, if we don't, if this country doesn't face its racist history, where it's not going to survive and it's hanging by a thread as it is. Wait, hold on. There's the music. We'll be right back. So we're talking with Stephen Shamebart. A PhD and author of an incredible book that uh, make, gives me pangs in my heart uh, called I Actually Did It, Becoming Cam Canadian Because of Trump. And it only hurts because I feel like, God damn it. Because sometimes I think I should have been born, if I was born a thousand miles to the north, I wouldn't be so, um, I don't know, well, stressed out. Not easy. It's not easy, of course. I, I I know what you mean, but it obviously it is possible mm -hmm. to if people consider it, and that's right. what the the book is about. It, it's partly a how-to book. I explain the different paths towards citizenship. I explain some tips and uh, to sh to make things easier for people that from what I went through to that you know that they won't fall into the same kind of delays as, as much as possible. And for some people, like I had to get licensed, like I mm -hmm. told you for that mm -hmm. year for a year. Some people don't have to do any of that, especially if you're younger, and uh, you, you can you can be, take maybe only a year or so. Mm -hmm. And other people though won't be eligible at all. It really oh, depends yeah. on the applying to and path. But the book I actually did it. It, it, it it's a short book and uh, it has a how-to part, but it's also funny. Like I write right. about these cultural stories about running into Canadians as a New Yorker and what it's like and how different it is. And you know, I just love crossing the street. Once the cars have stopped, because I feel like I have a superpower, because all the other people can't move until the sign says, you know. Right. No <laughs> says, matter if no cars anywhere, I, right? They no, just they stand there. They'll stand there for a minute. 
And I could just, I have this superpower. I can just walk while everyone else is frozen right. in place. <laughs> You're like, it's what wonderful. are you waiting for? There's nobody coming. <laughs> I mean, that's New York I, for you, right? I crossed to the other side and I saw, <laughs> saw the people standing there. I know, I thought to myself, schmucks, you know, there's not a car in sight. But exactly. I, I, they're, they're great people. It's very nice. It's very lovely on the whole. Of course, people are people everywhere, right. but on the whole. Anyway, so, you know, the book is fun to read and also informative. So yes. I, you, you don't have to just be sad, Tara. I know want, can... it's true. It's just all, I'm only sad for myself, and I I don't know. I'm so tormented about it because I'm like I got to get out of here. Every time something happens, I'm like I got to get the hell out of here, and I'm like, what am I doing here? And then I'm like, no, fight, 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 you know. But, but then but it's you don't have to do both. Like I am voting, as I said. Right. I am donating my time and money to the Biden campaign. You mm -hmm. don't give up your American citizenship, so I, I can do you right. know pretty a lot. Yeah. And you, so I, why not have the best of both? You do. You have the best of both worlds. And you don't have to worry about, you know, going bankrupt. God forbid if you get a sickness or something. That's really one of the things that. Right. Relief that was. Yeah. Exactly. But have you encountered any anti-American bias? Yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And when I talk about it, I've even recently encountered some, some, uh, negative feelings about my even saying that I've encountered anti-American bias, that some Canadians get offended. Mm. But, but it, it's true that most of them are fine, you know, the majority of them are fine. But a significant minority have no reservation, no hesitancy towards just when they find out I'm American, unleashing every horrible stereotype against right. Americans. Even when I say I'm from New York, some of them, most don't, some of them will say, oh, so you carry a gun with you everywhere mm, um right. but nonsense like that or or one guy was saying um this was the most he's i said i'm from new york and he said yeah well it's not like toronto here here you see people of all different colors and ethnicities and i said <laughs> what you know I, I just said i'm from new york you know <laughs> right. and he said well where we stand it all looks the same to us over there right and i thought well, you know people are there are some very informed people the majority of them are kind of neutral, but horrified about what's going on in the right. U.S., but not so much anti-American. But a sizable vocal minority will have no any other group. It's politically incorrect. They would never speak ill of any other people from any other country. But if they find out you're American, it's like they can feel they right. can say whatever they want. Well, it's, and it's yeah. I'm actually a minority here, you know? <laughs> right. Have you met and, any other um, expats from the United States? Yeah. Yes, I have. And, and one on Facebook we were talking about is in British Columbia, and he said... He's from uh, he's from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. He's from uh, East New York, and he right. said, "No, if I have to, I'll go back to my New York mouth, you know, and I'll, right. I'll, I'll take." It. Right. And so, so, but I don't want to give the wrong impression. But most people, they love New York. Actually, in Toronto, yeah. they kind of look up, and and most people are fine. They're neutral, but there is a significant under to undercurrent of anti-Americanism mm -hmm. with a medium small part of the population. Well, it's not like it hasn't been earned. Um, this right. this so-called president right. said that Canada right. is one of our enemies now. It's yes. more dangerous yes. than Russia. Exactly. That's in the book. <laughs> said, we're, so, we're so screwed up. We have a president now who says uh, Russia should be our friend and Canada, Canada is our enemy. I know. I mean, I mean if... You couldn't have, you can't write make this stuff it's up. It's crazy. You know? I never thought yeah. I thought that they had hit bottom with George W. Bush and then they trapped door open oh, yeah. and here we are. And you're like, What? How is this possible? I know. Right? It's insane. I know. I know. 
Both people think he's like warm and fuzzy compared to. I know. I know. We were all longing for the days of just a regular yeah, old illegal yeah. war based on lies. So, right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Thank you so much for for uh, being on the show and for writing your book uh, and for sharing your experience with everyone. Because, uh, yeah, people on the chat are like, no, don't leave Tara. But, I mean, I'm torn. I'm torn. Uh, I really am. But <laughs> maybe, uh, so you're in Toronto. Yeah, I'm in Toronto, and uh, you know, it's an hour and a half drive to Buffalo. It's a one-hour flight to New York City. I didn't go off to right, New Zealand, right. and uh, you know, people can have be part of both countries. That's the thing. If you, I know. Like, it isn't an either-or choice. I don't think I would have done it if I had to give up my American citizenship mm. because, you know, I want to fight to make America better, That's better, true. but I also want to protect protect myself and right. uh, enjoy life in a exactly. more progressive. Right. So. It's not an either-or choice, or it doesn't have to be. Right. So, uh, one more question. I just wanted, when you were saying another expat from Brooklyn, have you met any from the uh, South? I'm wondering. It seems I, like, I, yeah, more yeah, people. My, my book, I had, I had a number of people reach out to me. It was very touching to have my book touch them, because uh, I also have personal stories in it about my family and mm -hmm. uh, not only about my mother, and also that I did this, and I had one woman from Tennessee a liberal Democrat in Tennessee who's thinking about moving to Canada because she feels so uh, isolated and, and different than, than people there. And I felt really, once I saw that Tennessee thing, I, yeah. I, my heart, you know? Right. So, and I'm in a position where I feel like I can give some advice to people if they do want to uh, reach out to me, you know? Right. So That's I, great. I have met, I have met some, uh, some people more and more, especially since I'm out with the book, people are seeing me on Facebook sure. posting and then they're posting back to me. And I have the Facebook webpage for the book. I actually did it. And I'm talking to people from, from all over and, uh, it's nice. Mm -hmm. so. No, that's great. Well, thank you. And, uh, yeah. now I know, um, you know, every journey, well, it's true. Every journey just starts with the first step when you took that first step and then it's like, Oh, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. And every time, it was a great coping mechanism because every time that blowhard opened his mouth, right. everyone, I get angry and scared. People get, but I, it just made me more motivated to work right. on my, oh my Canadian right. channeled productive energy rather than just boiling. I mean, yes. I was angry, but you know what I mean? I was coping in a different way as well. That's great. Well, thank yeah. you for being my inspiration and. Oh, I might be re reaching out and saying, "All right, that's it." Well, especially who knows? I mean, do they take cats in Canada? The, I, <laughs> I see your cat in the back. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. Cats and dogs. Okay, they good. Do. They're welcome to. All right, we'll have mm, all to. All right, well. <laughs> I'll think about it. All right, thank you, thank you so much, thank and you so uh, much. yeah, pleasure. It's great. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. Have a good okay, one. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> all right. All right, bye bye. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's like bye. I don't know how to uh, stop it. All right, guys, thank you for putting up with me and uh, all of my technical problems. Everybody on the chat was like, "Echo, echo, echo." I don't know. I did tests. I did. I swear to God, I did tests. Ugh. <sighs> You gotta be a fucker. You know, say this is why I want to leave. Maybe I'll find an engineer or something. But it is, it it didn't disappear by itself. 
Paradeo. While I was talking, I was hitting a bunch of buttons and hoping that I was like, is this going to get rid of it? Is it? And then finally you said, no echo. Okay, great. It sucks, man. This is why I get despondent. Yes, but anyway, um, let me reiterate. Stephen's book is I Actually Did It, Becoming Canadian Because of Trump. And I was reading some of it because of, uh, you know, him coming on the show. And plus, I, and I wasn't just reading it and doing homework. It was engrossing. <laughs> I really got into it. And he, and like he says, the way he wrote it with some funny anecdotes and it's, it's inspiring. It's, it's clever. It's, it is, um, practical. And I have to say that's, uh, the, the feeling like he was saying, don't feel bad. That is really the overwhelming feeling that I get. Cause having enough therapy, you, you guys know, I'm, uh, I've been in therapy my whole life, so I, I'm always checking in with myself. My name is Tara Devil, and be right back. So when I'm checking in with myself about Stephen's book, Stephen Shane Bark, um, where is it? I actually did it, Becoming Canadian Because of Trump. I'm like, what is, what is this feeling? And I have to say, it's sadness I am sad for not just for me I'm sad for us it's embarrassing and it is when I'm when I'm reading that article about the zoom call that was interrupted by the racists I'm outraged but I'm really sad it's, um, and I guess anger, oh, having enough therapy, it's true. What do you mean, I guess? Anger is an acceptable form of sadness. But really, w angry people are, are, are sad. They're ultimately sad. That's the underlying thing. So I am, I, I'm, I'm furious watching what's happening in this country because you know why as well uh, too let's get into we want to get therapy we can get some therapy up in this butch uh butch bitch um it's that it's it's because we've been promised so much more it's not like we were born into an authoritarian racist death cult we were born into or immigrated into, or happened to married some, somebody here, or whatever it might be, we were, we, they, there were a lot of promises made. And they're right there in our founding documents. Not just the pursuit of happiness, but we were told that we were the good guys. We were about truth and justice. And democracy. We were bringing democracy around the world. That's what they told us for years. My entire life, that that uh, BS was being peddled. How we had to go and regime change 
all over the Middle East because that was the surest way to make um, make us safe. Every if we had a Middle East that were was democratic or uh, supposedly democracies are slow to go to war. And but here we are, all of the bullshit. This the oh, all you have to do is work hard and play by the rules. How many times have we heard this? What rules? They they've changed the rules. They've made the rules. They've rigged it, as they always have rigged it. And then any time we take a step forward. It's one step forward, two steps back. They drag us back. And the idiots fall right in line. And that's probably what is the most depressing of all. Reading this article about the, the Connecticut representative getting attacked, what she says is so... She hits the nail on the head. I am tired I am completely and utterly tired, she says. Of course she is. She's born into this racist-ass country that refuses to deal with its racist history and, its, and the racist reality of where we live. Of, what, of course it's a racist country. And God damn it. It's a greedy-ass country, too. Gracious, greedy, selfish, and small. And we were, we were supposed to be better than that. We keep hearing about this. This is what we were talking about yesterday. We're better than this. We're not better than this. We have a potential. We can be better than this. But it starts by recognizing it. First of all, we got to realize it's... Yeah, they're racist. That's what it comes down to. Don't, don't give them the benefit of the doubt. Have you met them? This is a party that is endorsed by the KKK. That's enough. That should be a, a no, that's, that's a deal breaker. If, like, for example, if I was dating somebody and then they, they told me that they were, um, in league with the KKK, that would be a deal breaker. You don't say, oh, well, you know, they have a good fiscal policy. I don't give a shit if they're rich. Not that Republicans are rich. They just pretend they're not rich. I mean, here's the thing with the right-wingers. I like their fiscals. They make me sick. Their fiscals. They suck at fiscals. They're, they're grifters. You like their fiscals? Oh, you like being a dupe of a con man in a greed-centered death cult? Wonderful. I like the fiscal. First of all, what? They, they suck at business. They, that's why they have to rig the game. They can't even play by the rules themselves. They have to change the rules. So what do you mean? Oh, work hard, play by the rules. What rules when they keep changing? It's the rules we've always had to endure. We've had to play by these rules from the time we crawled out of the ooze. 
whatever the rich want. They make the rules, they'll, and they'll tell us what they are after the fact. We're just playing by the rules. Wait, oh, you mean I was just supposed to, you know, work hard, get it, go to school, get a job, work, work my 40-hour job. Now they change those rules. Oh, yeah, used to be that you could work, get your job, and you'd work there, and you'd get your pension, and you'd have your one effing job that you can support a family and go on vacation and have a retirement and a pension, all that shit that they took away. Now they're changing the rules. Now you need, oh, not just the job. You get a job, that, but it's not, you're not secure in a job. You don't get a union job where you, you, uh, you have some of that weight of insecurity off your back. You're, you're passed around, whatever. You're a borrowed mule, whatever. And when you're, um, you get a day off, oh, you work your 40 hours at that one job, then you take your, your side hustle and kick your side hustle in gear. Do your DoorDash, your Uber, your Instacart, or whatever the hell. You task rabbits and you... Now you get a side hustle. So this is the other thing they're telling you. That's why the the whole Uber, when Uber was becoming a big deal or whatever, it was new. And when um, the Republicans, they were all doing all kinds of deals with Uber, press deals. Not pre- I mean, not deals in that sense. Like, for example, they were using them f- to carry them. To, to take them to the Republican convention or C-SPAC, SPAN, not C, what am I saying? I can't talk. CPAC. Jesus Christ, I can't, what is it with me? No wonder I don't have any patrons. <clears throat> not any, we have patrons, but maybe this show sucks. Does this show suck? <laughs> as she says, as they go to break. <laughs> Does this show suck? I'll be right back. All right. And now it does suck because you hear me drinking my coffee, stumbling over my words. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out, mofos. You are my mofos. And you're in this. You keep me going. When you say... I. That's the other thing when I was saying, I got to get the hell out of here. And I, I read on the chat, don't leave, Tower. We need you. That makes me feel good. I need you, too. You don't know. I need you. We need normal people. The normal people have to stick together and have to take back this country. We are, it, this is our country. We own this country. We're in the majority. But they're allowed to roam f- and, and not just roam free, okay? That sounds bad. Roam free. They're allowed to act as if they're in the majority and that they have a legitimate point of view when their point of view is as, is as disgusting as the KKK that endorses it. So let me say, oh, thank you, Jim, of course. And also Garfield for your super chat. <laughs> All right. Thank you. And Mark is here 
Are you millennial correspondent? Yay. I haven't seen Mark in a while. Oh my god. <clears throat> what is wrong with my voice? I hope it's not annoying. Listening to my voice. The way it's all raspy and gross now. Maybe, as I was saying, I'm old. Getting older every minute. And maybe this is my voice. Even though I don't smoke. You know how old people like... I don't want to sound like old Lucille Ball. I want to sound like me. Young and vibrant. Not some old crotchety old white white lady. All right. Let's see. Where are we? Who am I? Um, we were just, I'm just keeping with the theme of greatness, making America great. How great it is. What a great country where a the first black woman and the first black Democrat to represent Connecticut in Congress has a town hall on Zoom and is bombarded with calls to go pick some cotton. Isn't that lovely? By the great, wonderful, white American Christians who love babies, supposedly. I don't know what they love. What are they, what they love? They can love? They're sick. Um, let's see. Although Connecticut's 5th district has been held by a Democrat since 2007, Hayes, 47. Why do they always do that? They tell people's ages. Man, 50, hit by car. I, it's, is this relevant? Hayes, 47? is currently in a contested race to keep her seat in the House of Representatives. Her Republican opponent, David Sullivan, announced, denounced the slurs. Please, he probably organized it. <clears throat> it is appalling that a bigoted coward would direct insults at Congresswoman Hayes and interfere and disrupt in a legitimate campaign activity and besmirch the reputation of of the good people of the 5th District of Connecticut. Oh, wonderful. The good people? They're not good. Well, there are some good people. I know. What am I saying? Good people are everywhere. Of course. But not on that... Sh not them. Not those morons that say, Hey, yuckity, yuckity, yuck. You know what we're going to do? Ding, 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 ding. We're going to get up on our, this old, this uh, woman, uh, Negra's, um, she, her, this congresswoman who don't know her place, this old, uh, you know, Negra, I don't even want to say that, just saying it as a funny thing, Negra, whatever, um, but it, it doesn't sit well with me, Ugh. but this old, she, uh, we're going to get her and tell... It's going to be so funny. We're going to tell her to go pick some cotton in this great America of ours. She should know what is great. That she needs to keep her place. Her place isn't in the in the House of Representatives. That's a pl 
place for a tax cheating, draft dodging dictator and being comp man who holds up a Bible and says two Corinthians walk into a bar and beat beat up, get that son of a bitch out of here who's taking a knee. Monday's disrupted town hall was just one in a series of virtual events in her re-election campaign. Many Zoom calls have been disrupted by pornography, offensive music, and videos, and even people shouting racist slurs and spamming the public chat. Oh, wonderful. That's, I didn't realize this was a thing that was going on. Let's see. Of course Republicans would do this. Look at that. Song with racial slurs played during a Zoom bomb of Quaker Valley class. A Quaker Valley middle school was interrupted Wednesday by an outsider who played and sang a song that included racial slurs. Isn't that great? They must be, if that's a child, a kid doing that, where are they getting that from? Right? That comes from the parents. They think that's funny. Here's another one. Medford school districts respond after explicit Zoom bombing during a middle school class. What happened? They were able... Anderson's... Who, Beth Anderson, the principal of Hedrick Middle School, said in an email on Monday that a man used the student's name to get through initial screening on the calls. Um, some freak. Anderson said that the school was able to track the man's IP address. This is absolutely unacceptable. Unbelievable. Why do I keep saying unbelievable? It's not, it's con entirely believable. All we saw was the N-word and a swastika. A university's virtual graduation was disrupted by a racist hacker. Isn't this a wonderful country? Moments before members graduating, Oklahoma City University, when they hear, heard their names announced, oh my God, that as the names were about to roll across the screen, the ceremony was upended by hate. With the N-word and a swastika appearing in front of the graduates, Great. Just ruining kids' graduation with swastikas. This is a great country, isn't it? They're not out there making the world safe for democracy. Do you get this? I am telling you. We don't know that who these people are, of course. They, who hacked in and put swastikas and N-word on the, the virtual graduation. But I bet you they're, they're walking around saying, you know what? They're not, actually, they're not saying, I'm on the fence. They're either they're Republicans or they're the children of them. This is so funny. Isn't it hilarious? 
to say the N-word and make your fellow Americans, just remind them of the um, racist-ass history of this country. Remind them of their place, because that's what they're doing. It's another form of terrorism. You're not supposed to be a full participant in this so-called democratic republic. How dare you? You ran and won your office? Uh-uh, honey. You're an N-word. These, those people that went on there and wrote those racist slurs and uh, all the other um, go out and pick cotton, all of that shit, they're not fit. They're not fit. They couldn't walk a minute in her shoes, much less go out of their way to do something, to, to represent their community in a positive way, trying to do what's best for their fellow um, Americans and their neighbors. These freaks. And ultimately, it's what it comes down to. They couldn't, they don't know, they're not fit. Like Twitler isn't fit. We know he's not fit. And they know, here's the thing, they know he's not fit. He's not fit. They're not fit. So they think, they look at him and they're like, holy crap, this unfit orange baboon is the so-called president despite receiving fewer votes. So, hey, maybe I can be something. Maybe I won't be such a loser as I have been my whole life. Not that, not me. I always say when I do that, <laughs> I always imagine right wingers cutting that out and putting in a compliment, a compilation of me. But whatever, who cares? But uh, Johanna Hayes, the representative, she wrote a blog post recounting the experience. I'll just read some of it. She says, "I'm tired. I'm completely and utterly tired." Can you imagine? I I feel this. No, I'm actually exhausted. This is something that a leader isn't supposed to say, but it's whatever. Let me explain. I'm hosting a series of Zoom meetings. Okay, she goes through it. Our fourth meeting starts, and about 10 minutes I hear, Johanna Hayes is the N-word. I pause, not sure how to react, but I catch a glimpse of all the faces of the people who have joined the meeting. They are mortified, shocked, embarrassed, hurt, and I could tell that they didn't know what to do. They all were waiting to see what I would do. I smile and calmly wait for my communications team to handle the situation. My team mutes the participant and they are removed from the meeting. I continue to speak. And this happens again from another participant. Only this time the N-word is on a loop set to music. This participant is also muted and removed from the meeting. This is repeated by two more people saying, Shut up, N-word. Clearly a a coordinated effort. Six minutes of vile, disgusting, dare I say deplorable, hate. 
and I'm on full display as I process in real time what's happening. And that's terrorism, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to tell you, it's not a joke. It is a terrorist act meant to intimidate, devalue, dehumanize, and to remind anybody who goes, who, who, who dares cross the line, not know her place. That's a way of putting you, us, them, us, together, we, normal people, back in our place. Reminding her, she's not one of us, right? She's not, well, not one of them. She's not, you know, a white American. There, she's not even an American in their eyes. She's less than human. She might be even three-fifths of a human. So what is she doing? Daring being a representative. A representative? And does it matter if the majority of her community voted for her to send her to represent them? That, that never gets in the way of a fascist, a racist, a dotard, a albatross hanging around our national necks, right-winger, republican. Tr- trust me, guys. Th- what do you think? You think they're voting for Trump, these people? They're big fans, you know? They, do you think they wear masks when they go out? To help their community not spread this virus, maybe not kill somebody. I'm done with them. I'm partly doing this show. I'm glad we do the show. We spread the word. That's what it's about, getting the word out. We don't apologize for being right, for being on the correct side of history for being a normal person capable of functioning in a free democratic society with our fellow Americans, regardless of their pigment. And like I was saying with uh, Stephen on the call, as what Hitler said about the, the country, the United States will never survive as a democratic republic because it is too racist. And he's correct. I hate to say it. Of course, if we don't rectify this, we're done, and we're done already. That's how Twitler and the Republicans slithered in. That's how their sickness got into our body politic and divided and conquered us. The, the cracks, the racist cracks, the ignorance, that's exactly how they got in. And that's how they were able, it all comes down to racism, because that's how they were able to, everything else is, is under the cover of racism. They keep the solution down under the, under the cover of racism. They go in to, really, it's about concentrating wealth, and they keep the dum-dums who are getting screwed. The idiots who are on this, this Zoom call, that's the irony and the s- sadness, the, how pathetic they are, is that this representative, 
Representative Hayes, you know what she works for. She's working for for ensuring that those monsters who call her the N-word, they don't have to needlessly die without health care. She's working so Wall Street and the rest of the cons don't walk off with their socialist security. She's working for them as well as uh, all the others who supported her. That's the way it is with progressives and Democrats and normal people. You know, progressives, liberals, Democrats, normal people, socialists, normal people. We, we, everything that they um, hold dear, you know, everything that makes America great is what we fight for. And then once they get a taste of it, they're like, oh, gee, I ain't so, I like, then it's like, oh, we will always protect your pre-existing, then they pretend, oh, they were for it all along. Stupid. One of my friends and our friends here at Tower Buster, Shannon, she was telling me that her 95-year-old stepfather was voting for Trump because he's afraid that Joe Biden is going to take away his socialist security. Well, social security, he calls it. Excuse me? What? That's how bamboozled they are. They're bamboozled by the propaganda. Propaganda works. It does. That's why every autocrat takes over the means of communication. That's, they have to. Newspapers, radio, film, TV. And that's why we do the show. Because it's not, this isn't propaganda. We're, we're spreading the truth about um, what we're up against. And it's our fellow Americans, really, ultimately. Some are greedy. Some are stupid. Some are resigned, I suppose. But ultimately, um, we have a duty to wake them up, the ones who are reachable. That's why when I talk about these people, these right-wingers, this is who they are. You understand? That's why they also have to pretend what you know this Antifa th- bullshit we have to hear from the, from the uh, from Twitter, Antifa, Antifa. Oh, I don't know anything about QAnon, but I know about Antifa. You do? I wish you would tell what. Of course, he's a liar. That's how you know they're full of shit. There is no Antifa. Yes, it's an idea, but that's not an organization. You're Antifa when you say you're Antifa. There's no, where do you go? There's no Antifa meetings. There's no Antifa headquarters, leader. Jesus Christ, help us. Is this the end of the show? Yes. My God. Guys, on Progressive Voices, remember, please become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And the rest of the show, you can listen on iTunes. Stitcher, all that other stuff. 
And we stick together, we win. We're the real liberals. I mean, the real patriots. Of course, we're real liberals. Well, that too. Check out Stephen Shanebart's book. It's good information. I actually did it. Thank you, Stephen, for being on the show. We stick together, we win. My name is Tara Devlin. See you soon. Whew, all right, that's over with. Thank God. Now we can just be ourselves. Mamma mia. I'm so, so stressful with these damn cues going off. It goes by so fast, too. Oh, and thank you, Errol Thomas, for your super chat. Tara Devlin for President 2020. Wouldn't that be great? For a minute, just a minute. Haiku, thank you for your super chat. <laughs> yes, I'm still here, Errol. Those c music cues are only for progressive voices. And ugh, I can't this damn chair. All right, let's get back to how filthy, disgusting the Republicans are. All right, I'm reading Representative Johanna Haynes, is, who's a representative from Connecticut, her experience being attacked on a Zoom town hall. And there she is trying to connect with her constituents. Her constituents are trying to connect to their representative. And these monsters are committing a terrorist act. They should really be charged with terrorism. It's not a prank because it's a hate crime. And it's a terrorist hate crime meant to intimidate, not just harass. It's meant to keep people, keep her in her place. It's meant to tell her, hey, shut your mouth. That's like even what they say. Go pick cotton. Shut up, N-word. Go pick cotton. Shut up. It's like what Twitler says about Ilan Omar, how she comes here and tells us how to run things, how to run our country. It's her country, too. It's actually more of her country. And we should... I, somebody who, who picks up their life and comes to a country, she is the embodiment of the American dream. And these people say, she comes here and she tells us how to run our country. Yeah, she tells us? We could, you know what? You're not doing a good job at running the country. I know they keep saying we're doing a great job. You can't impeach somebody doing a great job. I'm doing a great job. He never does anything wrong. Right-wingers, how do you stand it? All the perfection. They're so perfect. Look, they're so perfect. They have to fan out on the Internet, not to use the Internet to connect, to be a human, but to use the Internet not to educate themselves or learn something new, open up the world. Make The, the world is a very small place. You could call your friends from around the world. You could learn things. You can read the classics for free. You can listen to all kinds of amazing lectures from top universities, from, from uh, Ivy League schools. I, I do that 
in my spare time. It's wonderful. I'm telling you, go on iTunes University. You could go to, you could take the Harvard Civil War class. It's like getting a free education. It's amazing, all of it. But that's what they do. They go on to a Zoom call and they purposefully plan. And they email each other. You say, shut up, N-word, and go pick cotton. And I'll say, um, I'll, I'll just say N-word, N-word, N-word in large letters. And then you will um, play this loop that we put together that goes N-word, N-word, N-word. Oh, my God. That's what they're doing. Oh, but make America great. I'm sure they're sitting there in their red caps. I mean, brown shirts or, or red caps. I don't know. So she continues in her post about the experience. Many will will question why I would post something so raw and offensive. Wait, hold on. Let me go back one paragraph. Because she's describing her feelings going through this process on full display as she's processing the hate that's being attacked, that she's being attacked with, and her, everyone on that call, especially the representative, of course, but everyone is being attacked. All the disruptive participants are removed without skipping a beat. I smile, apologize to the remaining participants. You know, how does that make you know, a somebody feel? She's a human being who's had to deal with this her whole life. She can't help. She's got darker pigment, you dotards. What's wrong with you? It's a distinction without a difference, idiot. We don't mock you for being, I don't know, a disgusting old white, for your old white ruddy faces. What is the, honestly, really, oh my God. This um, representative, Johanna Haynes, adds more value to this nation than anyone, any, an, an entire, an entire Nuremberg rally of Trump Anzies could ever do in a thousand lifetimes. You know it. Absolutely. So, okay, here she go. Uh, and we finished talking about my legislative work, election security, the Supreme Court, and volunteering for my campaign. I assure everyone that I will be fine, and this word has no power over me. I tell them that we have to work together and wrap up with a final call to vote. We finish up the last 20 minutes and outside pleasantries about handling the situation. We don't actually focus our attention on the underlying issue of what we all just witnessed. We end the meeting on a high note, and I assure them that I am unfazed by what we just witnessed. The call ends, and I have exactly nine minutes before my next meeting begins. I 
tell myself, chin up. Put your game face on. Don't let it get to you. Don't let this get you down. You have more work to do. The next meeting lasts about an hour and goes off without a hitch. To wrap up my evening, I call my staffer, who was moderating the event, to see if she's okay. I call the only other black person on the call to check on her and make sure she's okay. I call my communications director to instruct him to report the incident. I can't even reflect on what just happened because I have to be sure my team is okay. I sign out on my computer, but not before I post the screenshot of the section of the Zoom call that read, shut up, N-word, go pick your cotton, repeated in all caps, over and over and over, fully appreciating the fact that the cries of identity politics are sure to commence. Many will question why I would post something so raw and offensive. Is it because I realized in that moment that I'm not okay? I am not okay that this happened. I am not okay that this is not the first time this has happened happened in my life or that I've had to explain that this happens. I am not okay that I have to post a screenshot to prove it happened. I'm not okay that people will still doubt that it happened or the word of 40 or so participants on the call will be necessary to verify the incident happened. I am not okay that I will have to delicately explain to people that this happens here. I'm not okay that many will try to separate or defend these words and actions and will not see the comments, uh, that the comments are not about policy or politics. They are about racism and hate and challenge or decency. I am not okay. I said it. I admit it. I'm not okay. Black women are expected to press on to ignore this behavior, to not talk explicitly about it because it's uncomfortable, divisive, or does not reflect the sentiments of most people. I've watched other women weather this storm and fend off these topics of attacks, these types of attacks, and wonder if it's in their quiet places that they've felt what I'm feeling right now. We have become numb to this behavior. Instinct kicks in and we just move on. So many well-intentioned people say things like, ignore it, you're better than that, or don't let it bother you. Even as I write, I'm exhausted by the fact that I'm carefully choosing my words so as to capture the experience but not offend the reader. We are left debating Zoom security, yet not addressing the underlying issue that pockets of racism and hate still exist right in our own front yard. The most painful part of it is that no matter what you achieve in life, no matter how many degrees you earn or how good a person you try to be, all some people will ever allow themselves to see is the N-word. Has anyone ever considered the trauma of such an experience? Words matter and they cut deep. No matter how hard you try to suppress or ignore them, words hurt. In that moment, I was reminded that I carry the weight 
of leading by example and knowing that everyone was watching my next step. As the African-American, as the first African-American woman ever elected to Congress from Connecticut, I know there is likely no blueprint of how to communicate my feelings on this topic to my constituents. I heard the words of Michelle Obama, when they go low, we go high, play over and over in my head. I imagined if my grandma was here to see, she would shake her head and immediately start to pray as she recalled some of the most painful parts of her own history. I thought of the 17-year-old who is met with the same racist vitriol attacks and has to make the life-defining decision of how they will respond. So no, I'm not okay. It does not mean that I'm broken or that I'll give up. It does not mean that I don't love my country or recognize that one person does not speak for the majority. It means that tonight I will practice some self-care. I will read a book, take a bath, and maybe have a good cry. And tomorrow I will steady myself and go back to work. Check in on your black friends. I can assure you that there are many who are not okay in this current climate. Stop saying that it doesn't happen here or dismissing it as anecdotal. Have an honest conversation about what we're all experiencing. Listen, don't project. Don't make judgments. Just listen. While understanding my pain may be a journey for some, a refusal to acknowledge it is a non-starter for anyone who seeks to heal our nation. The only way we can cut the cancer of racism out of our communities is by calling it out when we see it and raising our collective voices to get rid of it. In the words of Edmund Burke, the only thing necessary for triumph for the for the triumph of evil is for good people to do nothing. And let's all commit to doing something and being okay together. I had to read that whole thing because I had to. Of course. I am not okay. I'm not okay. I'm not a uh, an African-American woman. I'm still not okay with this. But I can't imagine. I can't. I'm not in her shoes. But I can't. I can put myself there. I have the ability. As Mother Nature gave us the ability to feel empathy. So we would behave and be kind to each other. Be compassionate. I'm sorry to say that. Be kind. It reminds me of Ellen. I know. It's not trying to be um, simple about it. But that's what we we have to do. We want to heal this country. We want a, de- a democratic republic. It has to. It ha- We have to be each other's keepers. E pluribus unum. It it, it is our motto. <laughs> Either it is or it's not. E pluribus unum. What do you think if, let's say, we f- we were going to have a um, a contest to rename, to re to pick a new motto 
do you think E Pluribus Unum would be anywhere in the in the top ten? E Pluribus Unum, it's so quaint, isn't it? Out of many, one? What? What would it be? It would be freedom. Freedom isn't free. Some bullshit like that. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Hard work. Work hard and play by the rules. Or make America great. What would, what would the motto be? It wouldn't be E Pluribus Unum. That's too socialist. That's too... Why? What do you mean? Would you... First of all, if this were the 1700s, you know what side the Republicans would be on. The conservatives. They would be the loyalists. They would, there would be no pledging their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. They don't pledge their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other? No, 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 no. That's a little too, uh, ain't that too communist or something? That's too socialist. That's too much giving a shit. We can't even wear a mask, much less pledge our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor. They can't even they do a damn thing. They can't even let a representative have a Zoom call with her constituents without acting the fool, without committing a terrorist act. They're the terrorists. They're the enemies that the founders warned us about. I'm telling you. Of course they are. They're the albatrosses around our necks. They're the ball and chain on our ankles. Any progress we make, they're pulling us back. Look at what they're doing now, shoving this Amy Coney Barrett on the bench. Every step forward, they drag us back. But ultimately, it comes down to money for the top and everybody else knowing their place. These idiots who vote for these Grifters, this Trump crime family and the Republicans who enable him and them, they're, they'll, they sh- they're satisfied as long as they can say the N-word. As long as they can yell at somebody at, in a Walmart or walk around with an M16 in a Walmart or yell at um, an immigrant saying, Build that wall. These people are disgusting. For example, remember, when was this? Um, th- this doesn't happen overnight, by the way. We know the truth. We talk about it on the show. Trump is the symptom of the bigger problem. This problem has been with us my entire life. It's always been under the surface. I was just, it came to my mind just now. This tea party. Let me see. Um, meets bus of children. Remember this? To protest. I'm trying to find. 
there was, you know, before there was the uh, Trump Anzies, they were the Tea Party. They're a completely astroturf, right wing, so called um, grassroots, but astroturf, funded by the Koch brothers and the Heritage Foundation, which is the Koch brothers. And they, you know, stupid, stupid dupes, useless idiots. And they, th- where was this? Oh, yeah, Tea Party protest. This is in 2014. I remember this. Because I remember thinking how disgusting somebody has to be to wake up in the morning, get dressed, have their morning coffee, and drive to meet a bus of children to scream at them. From 2014, Tea Party to protest influx of unaccompanied foreign children. The Lehigh Valley Tea Party chairman can't say for certain if a bus or another vehicle will be arriving with some more than 57,000 unaccompanied Central American youth who have been apprehended by U.S. Border Patrol. He and others will be making their concerns known on Sunday outside the Broadway campus of Kids Peace, a national nonprofit that offers residential and outpatient services for children with behavioral or mental health needs. The Kids Peace said last year as unaccompanied children program was getting underway that it expected to house as many as 72 children. So a lot of politicians are saying that this is a humanitarian crisis. The planned protest near Bethlehem follows Bethlehem. (laughs) They don't know uh, irony, do they? Follow similar events across the country in response to the border crisis. Border Patrol officials halted buses of immigrant children from heading to Southern California shelters after angry residents blocked roadways and protesters in Arizona mistakenly halted a bus, a school bus carrying children from the YMCA. These people are freaks. They're, they're ugly on the inside. Not, they don't look too good on the out either. Have you seen Twitler? He's not too good. Not too, don't be too nice. In Philadelphia on Friday, Tea Party activists and pro-immigration groups held simultaneous rallies over whether children should be allowed to stay in the U.S. As protests have spread, federal officials have declined to offer details on a lo- on locations cuz the disgusting poor excuses for human beings will meet the buses of children who are already terrified and traumatized coming from a traumatic uh place where they live the reason that, that people don't wake up one day and say let's take a 5000 mile stroll across a de- desert or whatever and go to this 
so-called land of the free. They're doing it because they don't have any other choice. And nobody, nobody appreciates freedom more than people who, who will risk everything to obtain it. But th those are the kind of people that we want in the country, by the way. You think. I would trade the busloads of all those children for an entire week of trump Anzi nuremberg rally dupes. They don't know. They, they woke up. They, they were born here. And they're too stupid to understand or to educate themselves about what it means, what America really is, how difficult it is to have a sustained democratic republic, how you have to constantly challenge yourself not to be a dumb dumb, not to be a Tea Party dupe or a Trump and Z cult member. But just thinking about <clears throat> what we're up against, it reminded me of these incidences because I remember, this is in 2014, a thousand years ago, and I remember at the time being so appalled at these, these freaks and imagining, and, and sad, you know, really just sad, imagining... Where do I live? Why do I share, the, I share the same air as people who wake up in the morning and drive to scream at terrified children? Oh, well, those, they're not humans, you see. The children, because they have darker pigment. They don't speak English, probably. They're not American. They're... They're coming they're from a brown area. They think, I don't know. They, they're only good enough if they were w working in illegally in uh, one of Twitler's tacky hotels. But, <clears throat> excuse me, damn it. God, police. This is where we live, folks. Yep, so here's another article um, from, where is it from? The Tribune, San Luis Obisco Tribune. But what year was this? I don't know. It doesn't have a date on it, but it sums it up. A letter to the editor. If you support Donald Trump, then you have to be okay with, ra with racism. We should thank Donald Trump for exposing the core values of today's Republican Party. More than 44% of respondents in a Suffolk University poll believe Trump is racist, including 7% of his own supporters. 7%. It's just 7. He's, yeah, he's only racist. Eh. Is he racist? Eh, I don't know. He only took out an ad on um, demanding death for... <laughs> five African-American youth who were exonerated and not, and when they were exonerated, he still said, eh, why not? Let's kill him anyway. 
More than 44% of respondents in a Suffolk... Oh, yes, I already read that. Another respected poll shows that more than 50% of whites think the way he talks appeals to bigotry. Extensive long-term polling demonstrates that those who hold negative racial stereotypes... Duh. Consistently favor GOP and any GOP presidential candidate over any Democratic candidate. Self-described racist white supremacy organizations like the Ku Klux Klan and other hate groups now rebranding themselves as alt-right are firmly in his camp. We are all pulling for him, quote-unquote, voting for him if we can, Stormfront founder Don Black said. The Southern Poverty Law Center wrote that Black is a former Klan state leader and a longtime white supremacist. Steve Bannon, one of the alt-righters and the alt-right leaders, is a top Trump campaign official. Of course, this goes back. Trump has solicited and never rejected their support. There are numerous other examples. The party of Lincoln is now the party of Trump. You do not have to be racist to support Trump. But you do have to be okay with racism. So... You're a racist, I have to add. This is a letter to the editor. But that's it. You're a racist. He's got a long history. Twitter has a long history with the white nationalist movement. So do other Republicans. I don't care how many times. They, all of them. They, one of them will, instead of speaking in dog whistles, will let his or her freak flag fly and they'll all put out a condemning, oh, I, I wholeheartedly condemn whatever. But they are all cool with it. Of course they are. They voted for the guy. And they're cheering him. They think it's great. It's funny. They're, they, they're, they think we're all as dumb as the dupes who vote for them. The U- United States... If we want to be a great country, just follow what I what I need, what I'm saying. Okay, hold on a second. Someone on the Are you there? Are you there? Is this somebody on the Twitch channel? Go over to YouTube, youtubecom slash media. <clears throat> you can chat with people there. Are you there? Are you there? Where are you from? Am I supposed to just talk to you? Hi, where are you from? Are you there? Are you there? I'm doing a show here. I appreciate you being there. Silver 0166. But you got to go on. If you want to talk to others, go to the YouTube channel. I can't stop the show and answer your questions. Okay. Well, even like I'm doing right now. Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Of course I'm here. I'm right here. I see. You see? Alive. See, I'm alive. Pinch me. I'm real. Ow. Ow. Am I real? Ow. So, what time is it? It's almost time to wrap up, guys. That's why I'm afraid. I'm afraid to get into anything new. But... (laughs) 
Oh, okay. Silver0166 says, I'm from Saudi Arabia. Well, that's interesting. Go over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash RDT Daily Media. I'll put it in there. What's that like? That must suck. No offense. Well, I mean, offense. Given, taken, whatever. <clears throat> this world is effed up. Okay, here are the happiest nations. The U.S. falls again in the annual quality of life assessment produced by the U.N. Finland has one of the world's best education systems as seen and is seen as providing a high quality of life and being one of the world's safest countries. Well, why don't we just do what they do? You know how Republicans are all like, law and order. What they're talking about is racism, law and order. They're talking about being a racist and be afraid, be afraid, be afraid. So if Finland's one of the safest countries, let's be like them, follow them. They're also the happiest country. Safety is one of the top priorities for nations worldwide, be it in protecting its citizens on the street, Blah, blah, blah. While the certain island nation is perceived as the safest in the world, European countries dominate the category in the 2020 Best Countries report. Scandinavian countries, as well as Switzerland, Canada, Australia, and the Netherlands perform best in this category of safest, the safest country, as people around the world associate them with the high level of safety. Being seen as safe is one of the nine equally weighted attributes used to develop the quality of life ranking. The survey is based on a study of more than 20,000 global citizens from four regions and assesses 73 countries in 65 different metrics. Guess where the U.S. falls? Not too, not too good. Let me see. Where the heck is it? Finland is the world's happiest. A global ranking. Let's see, where else? Uh, blah, blah, blah. The United States. All right, let's just get cut to the chase in the interest of times. The United States are becoming more unhappy. The U.S. ranks 19. And this is in the 2019 report. Dropping one position from 2018 and five from 2017. The United States didn't finish in the top of any other metric used to produce the happiness ranking. America ranked 12th for generosity, 37th for social support, 42nd for corruption. In addition, get ready, ladies and germs, the United States placed... 61st in terms of freedom. Happiness and life satisfaction among the United States adolescents, which increased between 1991 and 2011, declined after 2012, wrote Jean Twang, a professor of psychology uh, from San Diego State. Oh, here comes the music. 
In addition, depression, suicidal ideation, self-harm reports levels have increased sharply among adolescents. And there is an epidemic of addictions causing Americans reduced happiness. Guys, become a patron at patreon.com so we can spread the good news. The good news about progressives. We are the patriots. We are the ones carrying the mantle of patriotism. We stick together, we win. Is another way of saying e pluribus unum. Out of many, one. We don't leave anybody behind. And that's what we're advocating for. So become a patron at patreon.com. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I'll see you soon. Boom. Yeah, it's really sad, isn't it? Reading these assessments, how we fall, we've been falling, and that's not by accident. It's not because all of a sudden we dis- we decided to suck. It's because they. It's because of policies. It's not a, you know, it's not. It's really not our fault. We. We made this happen we built this the greed selfishness and stupidity of this country greed selfishness and stupidity are are giving are being given the same credence as uh i don't know as caring about your fellow americans as not being an idiot as caring enough to Cultivate a country that works for all. God. All right, my friends. I want to thank you all for hanging out. I want to thank Stephen Shane Bart, PhD. Great, great, great guy uh, with the courage to get the F out of here. And he does have the best of both worlds. He's still an American citizen, and he will be voting to put the Trumpanzies in the dung heap of history. That's right. Resist Evolve on the chat says, too many guns, not enough money put into mental health. Exactly. Not enough um, investment in each other. Oh, my God. Why did I do that? I almost knocked my own microphone out of its holder. All right. Thank you, Robin, for your super chat. And, yeah, thank you, Patricia, for your nice um, compliment. Great show, Tara. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for hanging out. And hopefully, I don't know, become a patron. All right. And we'll see. Hopefully we'll have a show on Monday. We need patrons. That's just the way it is. God, I got so much to do. It's so annoying. What else? I feel like I'm forgetting something. All right. Well, I, I again, I want to thank Stephen Chambard. Please check out his book. I actually did it, Becoming a Canadian Because of Trump. And also, I don't know, tell your friends about the show. 
Become a patron. Give the show a good review on iTunes. What else? I don't know. Whatever. Do what you want. <laughs> uh, do whatever. I'm done. All right. Well, I wish I could keep going, but I have to get the show ready for Progressive Voices. And other things. Look at this face. I'm exhausted. You are great. Thank you all. Also, you can join us on Discord. You can talk with each other and with me in between shows. See pictures of other people's cats, my cats, and dogs. And Ray, he's doing fine. I started introducing them. I opened the door a little bit. And I fed them. But there was a little hissing and some swiping, I have to say. It's so annoying. These cats. Why don't they just get along? Thank you. On Anne on Facebook says, I'm becoming a big fan. Thank you, Anne. I appreciate that. <laughs> Wish me a happy 73rd birthday, Tara. Jim, happy birthday. Congratulations. Another trip around the sun. And then somebody who just popped on Facebook says, MAGA 2020. MAGA. Of course, there's always got to be one dumb dupe. Well, same thing. Tedious traitor dupe of a tax cheating, draft dodging, dictator envying, and con man with a fake university, a vitamin scam who received fewer votes, and uh, who's a Putin puppet, traitor, con man, grifter, tax cheat, the single biggest <laughs> loser of all American taxpayers, racist, like, I guess, this guy right here, MAGA Carlos, Carlos Martinez Sr. Uh, he's, he hates, I don't know, he's a racist, clearly. I don't care if he's Latin or whatever, Martinez. It doesn't, Stephen Miller is a Nazi Jew, so. MAGA, how do you make America great while killing nearly, uh, well, now it's, we're getting up to 220,000 Americans in three months. Eight million sick with the virus. One-third of all small businesses going out of business permanently. On food, food lines. It's just, uh, sometimes I feel like it's exhausting talking to these idiots. Well, that's why I don't, I'm not doing the show for them. I, I have to, I'm reminding myself right now. We don't do the show for them. They're irredeemable. They're not reachable. They're self-loathing. They're racists. They are idiots. They're dupes. They look at a con man. How do you look at a con man? I mean, the whole thing is a con. And beg for a trickle. These are people who are confused and... I, you know, we're not going to go through the whole thing again. They're racist. It comes down to it. They're racist, funny bones, get tickled, and these idiots goose step right in line. 
falling for the oldest tricks in the book. Divide and conquer. It's they should be embarrassed, but how? Why would they be embarrassed? They don't have the maturity to be embarrassed. It takes a level of maturity to understand that you should feel shame about cheering a tax cheating, draft dodging con man, a crime family who is um, hates America and hates democracy. You're one of, it's like the good Germans. Exactly like it. And trust me, like I say all the time, history will revile the Trump and Z more than, uh, than we do now. They're not going to age well. Okay? They ain't going to, where is Hunter? Are you an idiot? Yes. That is happening on democratic states only. No, Carlos. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't forget 6%. 6% what? God, these people. Stop embarrassing yourself, moron. Oh, look at his... Let's see, I'll show you. Let's look at his page together. He's all about Jesus, you see. He loves Jesus, he says, serving the Lord. Really? Then why are you voting Republican? Their policies make so many abortions and so many dead women, too. Not to mention dead adults, teenagers, pre-teens, post-teens, senior citizens. Where is Hunter? I don't care. Uh, where is Ivanka? Where is Donald Jr. besides doing coke? Is he in rehab yet? Where is... Who cares where the fuck Hunter is, you moron? Are you an idiot? They just shovel the, the shit down your throat and you regurgitate it out. Hunter is selling daddy's meaning with Russian oligarchs. Do you understand, dummy, that your that whole email is a concoction? I know you're, you're supposed to be so in tune with all the conspiracies, but Rudy Giuliani is a dupe of the Russian oligarchy, you filthy, disgusting traitor. And the New York Post published these fake emails. I thought you were all about fake emails. But you don't see the fake emails right in front of your, your stupid face. You're... You're being played, moron, by the tax-cheating, draft-dodging, fucking Russian puppet. Excuse my French. I, I, have no, I have no patience for morons. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of them. I'm sick of having to... Uh, did you watch the show? Why do I have to explain myself again? you idiots where's hunter i don't give a shit guess what where's ivanka where's tiffany she's not they're not 
guess not. They're not. Uh, wherever Hunter is, he's not advising his father. You fucking idiot. See, there goes my my. Um, I'm sorry, my own rule about not cursing. God, you idiot! No, it's not happening. What's happening in democratic states only? The virus. The coronavirus is going off the chart. You anti-patriotic, anti-American dotard. You dupe of the Russian oligarchy. You talk about a Russian oligarchy dupe. Spreading their misinformation. That's what... Right, okay. Hunter... uh, uh, uh. Hunter... Email... Giuliani... Okay, from the socialist rag business insider, U.S. spies say that Hunter Biden emails shows how easily exploitable Rudy Giuliani is to Russian influence. Wait, where is it? To Russian intelligence. But that's who Republicans are. Useless idiots. Biden email issue. Um, no, wait. Biden email episode illustrates the risk to Trump from Giuliani. That's from the AP. Meaning that he's, he's, a, use, he's a useful idiot. And then he regurgitates the Russian propaganda meant to divide and conquer, and meant so people like this idiot Carlos Martinez Sr. will gobble it up like the dotard he is, like the traitor he is, and and put it on my Facebook page? I don't think so, honey. I guess they didn't get the memo over at Fox News when... They only posted the fake emails coming from Russian intelligence, but didn't post the retraction when the U.S. intelligence told us, the normal people, the patriots of this country, pay no attention to that old cracker Giuliani. He's a useful idiot of the Russian oligarchy, like Twitler. Like Twitler's, no, but he, Twitler's Russia's bitch. No offense to bitches, I know. Giuliani has traveled abroad looking for dirt on the Bidens, but foreign sources didn't provide Hunter Biden emails. He says a laptop containing the emails and intimate photos were simply abandoned in a Delaware repair shop, and Giuliani, you know, just passed its shit along because he was set up by the Russian... intelligence and you idiots make it so easy for them don't you though what's it like to be such a traitor to this country bread lines move to china no move to somalia no government move to you know what pakistan that's a that's a um Conservative dreamland, moron. Nothing's been no, nothing's been retracted. Stop lying. No, bitch. You're lying because you're an idiot. And you're going to be banned soon because I'm not I don't let 
morons post shit on my Facebook page. FBI probing whether Hunter Biden email sprang from Russian disinformation campaign from that socialist rag market insider. Yeah, bitch. Eat that. Move to China. Move to Pakistan. Traitor. That's your conservative dreamland. No taxes on the rich. The... Everybody knows their place. Gays are in the closet. Military can do no wrong. Eats up all the budget. No social safety net. No socialist security. No unemployment insurance. None of this uh, social safety net. That's your conservative dreamland. Move to the, the dark ages where you belong. That's the Republican dreamland right there. You get your, oh, it's, well, Pakistan, really. That is really the Republican dreamland. Pakistan, here. Mm. Let's see if I can find that article. Let's see. It's probably not going to be easy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I have to go. I have to go and cut the show for progressive voices. Yeah, why don't you go Galt already? Or secede, frankly. I'm tired of trying to hold you up. Stop lying. You stop lying. You stop being the dupe of a liar, of a tax-cheating, draft-dodging liar. Try Venezuela. No, I'd rather try one of the ten happiest places on Earth. Try Pakistan. That's all yours, honey. Somalia, no government. Think about that. Afraid of somebody with different ideals? No, I, I don't. I'm not afraid of anybody with different ideals. You don't have ideals. You're a dupe of a dumb, dumb, traitor moron. A tax cheat, a draft dodger, a liar, a narcissist, and his greed-centered kiss-up, kick-down party of, of monsters funneling all of our civilized whatever, the promise of America, into the hands of a few. See, you're the traitor. You are a traitor. Incapable of functioning in a, in a free democratic society. If this were 1776, you would be one of the loyalists pining to be trickled upon by the king. So you don't have ideals what you have is your lick spittle of a con man, and you have zero idea what it means to be an American. Not only do you hate America, you're confused by America. That's why you hate America. You know the, you like f waving the flag, but you know nothing about what the flag means. You don't know what a democratic republic is. 
that's why you pine for a racist con man to trickle on you. Yeah, how about Somalia? That's your conservative dreamland, dum-dum. No government. No government at all. No government holding you down by your bootstraps, moron. Go, go. Send us a postcard. If you can find a post office. Anyway, goodbye. You sound very intelligent. Yeah, I do. More than you. It's my show. So, bye. All right, guys. It's over. Yes, it's over. Here comes Tara Jr. Jr. Come on, honey. Come on. You coming? Yay. Are you afraid of somebody with different ideals? That's not an ideal. Being a racist dupe of a tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam who receive fewer votes is not an ideal. Your ideals are as old and boring as the dark ages they come from. So F off back to Breitbart and beg for a trickle. Go beg for a trickle. Beg a billionaire to meet you for a beer and trickle on you. We normal people, progressives, patriots, we have a civilization to save from the likes of you. And we will save it from you again. All right, guys, thank you so much. Look at Tara Jr. Jr. <laughs> All right, my friends, thank you. I already signed off, but like I always say, we are the real patriots. Yes, we are. And we will win because we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side. Oh, let me just stop for a second. I'm sorry. Aren't they... They're so boring. Same shit all the time. Move to China. Why don't you... Kami? Where's Hunter? Shut the... I mean, I, if I needed a cure for insomnia, I would all... I would just read those remarks. It's the same, same, boring, stupid, dull-witted, dull-minded, tedious, the, the whines of a bunch of morons. How do you live, how do you spend your limited lifespan as such a dum-dum, as a mark for a whole party of, of people that are destroying this country that don't like democracy this is a democratic republic people fought bled and died for this country they're lying in their cold early graves not so the rich can ride us all to the bank but because of e pluribus unum because of a country that we're we're supposed to be in it together 
a democratic republic. And the more that we actualize, as you see, as clo the closer we get to making a more perfect union, that's when they all freak out. They can't handle it. It's fine when they can have e pluribus unum for the white men. You know, just the rich white men. That's e pluribus unum. But when we actually take them at their word and we start increasing the franchise and expanding the franchise and, and demanding that we actualize those promises and we try to have a, a country that is great, that is worthy of respect, not revision, not to be reviled by the rest of Earth. Stupid. Move to Venezuela. Venezuela is what they're doing to this country, you stupid moron. That's what they're doing. Corruption killed Venezuela. Not socialism, you scumbag. You stupid moron. When you have a country, a, when capitalism is regulated and you have democracy, you maybe actually have a country worthy of the moniker great. Well, we're not anywhere near there thanks to the likes of them. Venezuela, they're so easily played. Learn about Venezuela. What put, what turned Venezuela? What created it? I know you like, oh, socialism. Socialism. Because they're so stupid. Like the Nazis. National socialism. It's not socialist. It doesn't matter. But they don't seem to get it. Like Kim Jong-un is a uh, republic. Because he's the people's, whatever, DPRK. Democratic Republic of North Korea. Yeah, it says socialist. The Nazis were as socialist as the North Koreans are as Democratic Republican. Fucking morons. With your flags. I, they, I love it. They have all their flags. And this idiot, the one who's like, you sound smart. You know, sarcastically, of course. Um, on his page, I just got to show you. Look what he posts. The lie. The absolute lie from a satirical website. This baby Babylon Bee. That Twitter, that Twitler reposted. Twitter shuts down entire network to slow spread of negative Biden news. This Stupid dumb fucker, Orlando Espinoza, with the flags. He loves the flag, supposedly. He doesn't know what it means, but he likes to wave it like a, like a baby. Babies don't know what they're doing when they're sucking on mommy's nipple. That's what they do when they wave the flag, They like a baby. They have that comprehension. Wee! They have no clue what it means. But they like to wave it because it makes everybody think, look at me, I'm patriotic. When they have zero idea. No, honey, you're not a patriot. You're a dupe. Like your scumbag con man, who's a, who's a bitch, who's Putin's bitch. You're his bitch. Posting Twitter shuts down entire network to show spread of Biden news. Which is not what true it's not true 
Stupid bastards. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Oh, look at him. I say Trump turns us into a communist country, stops freedom of speech, censors the media, Facebook and Twitter, and turns it into a state-run operation, then declares himself dictator for life, Ivanka and Junior in the wings, maybe giving the left what they want. It will unite the country and bring the left around? Really? That's what the left wants? No, honey, we just won't want you to die needlessly without health care. That's it. We want you, if you get laid off in one of twit, Twitler's, um, you know, in this horrible Twitler economy, that he funneled all of our tax money into his own pockets and his pockets of his pals and left you out on the bread lines. If that happens, we would like you to have unemployment insurance and retirement. And when you turn on your, your faucet to drink water, that it's inspected and that you, there are roads and that are, there are bridges that aren't falling down. And you're not sitting in a house that's going to fall down on your head because it's created to code and things like that. Because it's a society, a civilization. Not that Republicans get it. They don't understand it. They think that all of everything that they enjoy, like their pre-existing condition protections, came about because a billionaire felt like trickling it on them. I hate these people. And there you go. All right. Thanks, everyone, for... <sighs> breathe. Breathe. I'm not, I don't deal with this shit. Them, they're, you can't just let their stupidity hang out there like a turd. That's what they do. It's like they, they lay their turds and then the stench goes everywhere. And then they blame everybody for the stench. But, all right. Where is it? Where is it? What are we doing? Let me see. Guys, thanks a lot for hanging out. What am I doing? Am I still on the air? <laughs> I'm only kidding. My name is Tara Devil, and thanks for hanging out. My name is Tara. Let me show you. I'm just reviewing my... Facebook feed and see if they're gone. All right, guys, become a patron at patreon.com. I'll try to do a show on Monday if somebody does, if somebody becomes a patron. That's it. Yeah. We stick together, we win. I know. Darth is saying, fuck them. I would happily left them out of the, let them opt out of the pre existing condition protections and let them die. Exactly. I, I'm not, um, I'm not saying that, yeah, that's the thing with the coronavirus. Good. R run ramp, rampage through them. Good. Take as many as you can. I'm so disappointed in the coronavirus for not, 
fulfilling my 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 American dream. What is going on? All right, I'm seeing that I'm out of focus again. I don't know why. All right, my friends, I got to go cut the show down and go take a nap. Hopefully, we'll do a show on Monday. I want to thank everybody for your super chats. Jim, Garfield, Errol, Haiku, and Robin, thank you so much. And remember what I say. We are on the right side of history. We're the real patriots. They don't know what it means. Republicans are the enemies the founders warned us about. So we have to fight them. That's it. They're it's pathetic. But we stick together. We win. And we will win. We are on the right side of history. We are Ryan on the right side of decency, democracy, and dignity. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you so much. I will see you very soon. <laughs>